Yes, indeed, and thanks to the help we get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll keep it running for you. If uh, you need to bring in your vehicle, car, truck, or van in for service, your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, you want to know what the heck might be going on with it, Dan's going to help you do that very thing. The more information, the better. Good morning to you, Dan. Good to connect with you once again. It's been quite a few years, right? What do you figure, at least 25? Hello, Denny. Good morning. I can barely hear you for some reason. Really? Well, I'll just have yeah. to start yelling. Yeah. Thank you. Is that better? That's better. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much. It's, uh, as I mentioned earlier this morning, it's kind of nice to be uh, doing this broadcasting from your home. I mean, it, you, I mean, I do like to be in studio and, and seeing our, our guests and clients and friends. Certainly, that socialization is a good part of it. But we're still going to get the job done. And I, I wanted to ask you, I was looking at that forecast, and I heard Al mention uh, it, all week it looks like it's going to be close to 90 degrees here in the Twin Cities. And I wanted to ask you, and by the way, Dan's going to be with us till about 745. So if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. We always seem to run out of time and uh, don't get all the calls and texts answered. So if you do have any kind of a car care question for Dan, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. About this this heat, well, I don't want to call it a heat wave, but definitely it's going to be in the high uh, 80s to around 90 pretty much the rest of the week. What can go wrong with uh, AC when, when a customer comes in and said, you know, my car used to be a lot cooler. I don't know what's going on. What what could some of the problems be besides maybe a leaking uh, refrigerant? What, what, we, what can well, happen? you know, Denny, of course, that right now uh, in this climate, that's our number one uh, complaint <laughs> these days yeah. is people are coming in because their uh, air conditioning isn't blowing as cool as they'd like it to. And, and when the, an air conditioning system working at, you know, when the when the outside temperature is 75 or 80 degrees, uh, it might feel just fine. But when we, when it gets up to, you know, 90, 95, 100 degrees, uh, it doesn't work. And the most common problem is that some of the refrigerant gas has leaked out. And uh, the repair procedure for that is to uh, hook it up to a machine, suck all of the old gas and moisture and stuff out of the... Uh, out of the car, uh, filter that gas, clean it, <clears throat> you know, put it back in with the proper amount of oil and so forth, and uh, and get it back cooling again. And then the other thing that we see uh, that causes the air conditioning not to work well when the temperature gets real hot is that the radiator or the uh, air conditioning uh, condenser, which is up in front of the radiator, if they get plugged with debris and don't allow air to flow through, then uh, that's another thing that causes problems. And the repair for that is to um, sometimes partially disassemble part of it so that we can get in there and rinse that out real clean and uh, and get air flowing through there again. If air isn't cooling that properly, then the pressures get too high and uh, you know the safety switches in the air conditioning system cause it to shut down. And so that uh, that will affect it too. So you can actually clean uh, the gas that you've taken out of the vehicle. Wow, I didn't know that. That is exactly how it happens. It gets filtered, 
it gets uh, it gets cleaned and and uh, filtered and uh, and and then put you know it's a it's an enclosed system. I I you know I don't have access to any of that stuff. It's coming directly from your car into my machine, and uh, yeah, then it gets filtered and cleaned and and uh, all the moisture is removed from it and it's put right back in and uh, and that's the way it goes. It works great. That's uh, you'll be shocked at how much cooler, you know, because it's a it's a slow process of you losing your cooling capacity. And uh, so when you suddenly bring it back to what it could be, it's it's amazing the difference. How about that? Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That's our phone number. That's our text number. Tell you what, before we break, let's go to the phones. I think Paul in Ridgefield is uh, first up here. Paul, what is your question for Dan? Hi guys, I got an '88 Buick Lesabre V6 fuel injection. Um, the car I shuttered down. I was waiting in line out in Apple Valley at my bank and uh, shuttered down. You know, just so I wouldn't run the car with everyone else run the car waiting in line. So when I um, returned on the, the vehicle, it was slow to fire over. It, it chugged a little bit and then uh, it ran okay. And I went across you know, the street down to Menards. Shut her off. Did my shopping. Came back and nothing. It you know it would it would crank over, or it would crank, but it wouldn't fire over. And I had it towed to my my home in Richfield. So uh, I've got plenty of cranking power. The battery's good. Um, I'm just wondering if it's an electrical, and I can smell a rich mix of fuel. I've got a, a half a tank in there. I put sea foam in there to see if it fired over. It pop a little bit but it won't actually pop and run. So I'm yeah. wondering if I'm looking at a coil issue or I'm looking at a, a worst-case scenario, a timing belt issue. Well, uh, you've already named one of the ingredients that you need for a car to run, and that is battery power, which yeah. you have. The yeah. other things that, that you've mentioned are uh, you would need spark. Uh, you'd, you know, the, the, there needs to be spark at the spark plug. So that's something that should be checked. Then you need fuel pressure from the fuel pump, and you also need the the computer to be signaling the fuel injectors uh, to fire so that you can get gas into the cylinder. And then the last thing you already mentioned, too, is timing. Uh, you know, the, the timing needs to be on. And if, you're, if you were at, uh, you know, my shop or any shop, those are exactly the things that we would check. You know, we'd start with, uh, checking spark, see if we have spark at the spark plug, and and then move on to fuel pressure and the signal at the fuel injectors. And uh, one of those ingredients is obviously missing, and uh, you know we need to determine which of those ingredients is missing, and then and then uh, take care of the repair from there. So, uh, take some tools and a little bit of knowledge. But uh, if you wanted to tackle it, you you sure could if if you're comfortable checking those things. Uh, to find out what's going on. All right. Dan, we need to take a quick break here, but uh, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a vehicle problem and you want to know what the heck is going on, uh, ask Dan, either by phone or by text. Phone number or the text number is uh, both the same, 651-989-9226. Don't wait. As mentioned, Dan will be here till the Jack Farrell time at uh, 745. So we'd love to help you out, 651 989 9226. We'll be back with more car care on News Talk 830 WCCO. 
Hey, good morning. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with uh, ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Where are we located there with uh, Lloyd's Automotive, Dan? Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, where, by the way, we still have that job posted uh, for uh, a technician, Denny. In oh, yeah. fact, uh, two of my last technicians, both Ryan and Mike, people that we've hired in the past several years, two of them have come from listeners of this radio show. Ryan's, no uh, gra- Ryan's grandma listened to the show and, and uh, told him to come apply, and, 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 uh, and Mike's mom listened to the show and told him to come apply. And so and then we, they ended, both up, ended up coming here. So if you know somebody, direct them to our website. That'd be a great place to, uh, to connect. Great job. Uh, but anyway, or give us a call. We'll be there this morning at 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll get you that number before Dan leaves us. He'll be with us, Dan Will, till about uh, 745 is when he takes his leave. Tell you what, speaking of phones, let's go back to the phones. I believe Pat is calling in from uh, Burnsville this morning. Pat, what's your question for Dan? Uh, I have an appointment set up with my uh, people who service my car, and they recommended this time, they usually put a few extra things on there, that we have um, a valve adjustment. And I'm wondering what you feel about that. They say if your car is over 100,000 miles or over 10 years old, you should have this. My car yeah, is, is, it a, is it a Honda? What kind of car is it, Pat? It's a Honda 08 Civic. And it's only got 36,500 miles on it. I don't yeah. drive, drive it a lot, but it's 11 years old. You know, uh, actually, on that particular vehicle, that is a very important repair mm-hmm. because if the valves are not adjusted correctly, they have a tendency to burn. Mm-hmm. And if you burn something up, if you burn a little notch in the valve, it uh, it you know, is a very, very significant repair. So it is an important repair, and I I hope that they're asking you to leave the vehicle uh, at the shop the night before because when we do a valve adjustment, the vehicle should be uh, completely cold. You don't want want it warm when you're doing that adjustment. So keep that in mind. But, uh, yes, I know it's a little more money than you want to spend to do a valve adjustment, but it's an important uh, repair, an important recommendation from the manufacturer, and particularly on that car, it's a big deal. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to neglect that. All right, very good. Cool. Thanks, Pat, for the call. Pat leaves that line open, 651-989-9226. Uh, we had a text message a couple of minutes ago, Dan, that uh, it's about a Honda CRV, and the question is from the texter about an active grill system. First of all, what is that? I never heard of that before, and and they want to know if there are any issues with that uh, that thing. I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Active what, Denny? Grill, like a barbecue grill, <laughs> a grill, yeah. active grill system. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. I'm sorry. I've, uh, I'm I've not, not heard either. of that. Uh, it it yeah. may have been a typo on the texter's part, but uh, I tell yeah. you what. Let's do this. Uh, here's another one though that just came in. Uh, I had it's a 2004 Dodge Ram, 
that while driving, it stops running about once a day. Texter says, I pull over and it starts back up. It's got 85,000 miles on it. Uh, any ideas? <laughs> well, uh-huh. I have lots of ideas, but uh, <clears throat> they're all tricky. Boy, that, you know, those those um, problems that are <clears throat> short-term like that, that are, that are in, intermittent, where you're driving along and once a day the vehicle stalls and... The, uh, and then starts right back up. They're really hard to find, and uh, we have to call. We have to go deep in our experience pool to uh, try and remember a car that was similar, acting like that, that we finally zeroed it on. But, but uh, you know, things that can be checked in that process would be to you know get hooked up to the computer and and see if there's any uh, store any codes stored. Uh, in the computer, you know, diagnostic trouble codes that would give us some direction. Um, and, and then the other thing that we would do in a case like that is is when the car's at our shop, we'd hook up a whole bunch of diagnostic equipment to it, a fuel pressure gauge and, you know, spark indicator and a whole bunch of things that, you know, the, the, the scan tool and a whole bunch of things like that. And then uh, take it out and, and get it to actually act up, which can be a challenge, but uh, but that's what we do. And uh, and then when it acts up, we will have recorded what uh, what in, what of those ingredients is missing, and that kind of zeroes in on it for us to to find out the you know the right place to look to see what's what's going on because you know it could be any sort of sensor, uh, it could be any sort of connection, anything in the wiring. It's just it's just way too broad to guess right now uh, without having a little bit more information. A lot of variables there. All right, I tell you what, let's uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll have a look at that forecast. I want to alert Dick in uh, Richfield. You'll be our next caller, so don't go away. There is a line open if you want to call in or text in, 651-989-9226. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along here with ASE Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in uh, St. Paul. Dan will be with us for about another eight minutes or so. Uh, and, Dan, we want to, to help out a couple of listeners before we uh, head out of here. I believe Dick in Richfield is first up here. Dick, thanks for waiting. Oh, thank you. And good morning. Before winter sets in again, I'm going to have to buy a battery for my car. In the past, I've always bought batteries with the screw-off caps on it. And I check the uh, water level once a year, and generally one or two of the cells will need water. Well, now when I'm out shopping around for a battery, they're virtually all, quote, maintenance-free, unquote, batteries with no caps, and they're just sealed on the top. And they say, well, it'll never need water. And I thought, well, I'm just not so confident in that, so I'd like your opinion (laughs) Well, I, I hear what you're saying, and uh, you're right. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a battery that you can service anymore. And uh, what you're hearing is accurate, that the batteries are sealed and they are maintenance-free. And, you know, we all day long are working on cars, and you cannot uh, expo- or you cannot get access to the batteries anymore to uh, service them with water or anything else. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I thought it was is. similar to, let's say, if at the last stage of manufacturing a car, they welded the hood shut and said, well, it's a maintenance-free car. Well, You yeah. know, if something happens, just buy a new one. 
Right. On a lot of a lot of uh, systems on a car, it has gotten to be that way. The, oftentimes, the uh, you know the transmission is a sealed unit, and and uh, it's very very complicated to check or service the fluid in them. And uh, it's it's just the way the world is going, and uh, we're gonna all, we're gonna all have to accept it and live with it. Uh, they we <clears throat> they you know batteries all come with an actually I think an amazingly long warranty anymore. So. Uh, I think that whatever battery it is that you choose, it'll serve you just fine. And and uh, while it doesn't seem right, uh, it is the way that it goes, and it does work uh, just fine. They have it figured out. All right. Very good. Thanks, Steve. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dick. Steve is next up in Coon Rapids. I believe Steve is there. Good morning, Steve. Morning. How are we doing? Good, thanks. What's your question? Good. I've got a 2014 uh, Chevy Captiva 2.0. And it just gets lousy gas mileage. I tried uh, replacing plugs first. I just want to know what would be the next step, I guess. Well, if it um, – when, when a vehicle – when people come in and complain that their uh, gas mileage has changed, a whole bunch of things that could cause it. For example, uh, it could be a, a, a running issue with the car. It, you know, for example, if the car is never getting up to operating temperature, if it's running too cold, uh, things like that. Uh, those types of things will have an effect on gas mileage. The uh, with a with a car w- when you're at a shop with if I hook it up to my scan tool, and if the sensors are acting the way that they're supposed to, then the car is running as efficiently on the fuel as it possibly can. Um, so that's it, it's a very easy check. Uh, if you want to bring it into your shop, they would they'd be glad to do that for you to see if it is running as efficiently as it can. But there's a whole bunch of other things that can affect gas mileage, like wheel alignment, or uh, if one of the brakes is being partially applied, uh, if your transmission isn't shifting right into all the gears. There's a whole bunch of other things that will have an effect on gas mileage too. So if uh, if you're sure that something has changed then that would be my recommendation is that you bring it into the shop and uh, tell them just that and see what they can do about it to uh, to see if it is running efficiently or to see if there's some other factors going on that's, uh, that's uh, causing the trouble. So that's, that's what I'd recommend. If it's changed, I would bring it in and have it checked. All right. We have a lot of smart listeners, as you know, and we got, we got a lot of text messages about that earlier text about that active grill system on the Honda CRV. Evidently, it's an uh, aero thing. It's a, a certain at a certain speed, some flap up front closes off part of the radiator grill for better economy. Also, uh, it says it was on uh, another vehicle, but it's uh, another texter says the active shutter grill is positioned just behind the lower front fascia and in front of the radiator. The shutters close to enhance aerodynamics when the, in this case, it was an Odyssey. Uh, they open automatically when underhood systems need more cooling air. So that's evidently what an active shutter grill system is. Well, thank you for that. That makes great sense, Danny. And that's actually uh, NASCAR and the IndyCar technology, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but yes. The, the, the aerodynamics have a big effect on, on uh, the performance of a car. So that's that's what's going on there. But uh, yeah, thanks for that information, and yeah, that makes perfect Thank sense. You. Now, now I understand. Good deal. Uh, here's the text. It says, "My wife insists that I use 93 octane gas for our new Audi, 
But there is only one station that I know of that has it. Everyone else has 91. Please advise. Well, I would uh, look in your owner's manual or even on the cover of the gas uh, uh, cap and see what the manufacturer is asking for. You do not need more octane than the manufacturer is asking for. So if the car is asking for 93, which I doubt, uh, you will have to find that and use it. Uh, but if it's uh, if it's satis- if it's satisfied with uh, the 91 octane, then uh, that should then that should do it for you. And, and uh, if that's all the car is asking for, then that's all you need. Very good. I think we have time for maybe one more text before we take our leave. Let's see. All right, here's one. Uh, I'm looking at buying a uh, used 2015 Golf with the TSI Turbo 1.8. I'm wondering, Texter says, how long to expect the turbo to last in that car? Any idea there? Well, we don't replace turbos very long, very often. I mean, we hmm. certainly do. Like any moving part, uh, they fail. But uh, it's not a common repair. Uh, you know, it's not something that we do every day, certainly. So I think turbos, are they have them pretty well figured out, and, and they have pretty good longevity. So uh, I wouldn't, you know... I wouldn't change my turbo just based on a maintenance schedule. I would uh, uh, wait for a problem because I think more than likely you will not have a problem with the turbo. They work pretty good. And before we take our leave here, a texter says in regards to that earlier text about that Dodge truck stalling, uh, he or she said, I had a 98 Dodge truck that would do the same uh, on mine. The fuel pump screen in the fuel tank was clogged with debris. When I would stop running, just enough dirt would fall back into the tank to allow it to start back up. Thought it needed a new fuel pump, but when I pulled the pump from the tank, I could see the problem. So that's uh, that was that one uh, one texter's uh, yeah. result there. Well, and that that's exactly how it works now with the internet, Danny. Danny, it's amazing uh, yes. uh, the information that's out there based on other people's experience, and we actually use that as part of our diagnostics procedure. And why not? We'll, uh, yeah, we'll we'll take any information that we can get that will sh- make a shortcut for us. We got to run, Dan. What's the phone number at Lloyd's? Well, our phone number is six five one two two eight one three one six, and we'll be here this morning. So give us a call. And if you know a mechanic who wants a job at a great place, you call that number or stop stop by. Thanks, Dan. Let's talk uh, next week again if you have time. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. Bye bye.